Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another shitty technical edition here of the Jimmy Blumbo Show. That's right, because I am coming to you live from downtown Mawa in my gorgeous, shitty kitchen studios. By the way, that name is being trademarked all around for all you podcasters. Maybe it's not your kitchen, it's your basement. Either way, just Google non-revenue generating podcast and join the 7 million people uh, including many friends of mine, <laughs> including maybe some at Chop Sports, but you guys are generating revenue. Uh, but uh, anyway, there's <laughs> different Jimmy, you got you it. got like you got like fifty Patreon members, bro. That's revenue. Yeah, out well, of the- I do not have fifty Patreon, and we will get to that very shortly because I'm now I'm I'm mired in a slump. I'm wearing my Bloomsburg shirt. My niece plays lacrosse there. My buddy Hank went to school there. Uh, spent a couple of fun nights there back in the day, but this is show number 102 of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, and coming in obnoxiously behind the glass is Chris Gucci, my co-host, uh, semi-producer, and just an overall good guy from Central well, New Jersey. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> the, that's the kindest thing that you've said about me, an overall I, good guy. I feel like that's really what I'm shooting that, for. All the other things- want? You could be like, yeah, he sucks here, he sucks this, but he's an overall good guy. So he's that's he just right. sucks a little bit in all aspects, but not enough no, to make you, him bad. Listen, listen, I love you, it. There's My a lot of proud. money. Listen to me. There's a lot of money to be made in average. Okay. Of course there is, bro. <laughs> Someone once told me that. I I was at an audition that one of the actors just said, "Hey, man, you can do you can make a decent living if you're average." <laughs> hey, look at the NFL head coaches. Look at the NFL officiating. Look at across the board. A lot, lot of average going on here. Maybe that should be the new name of my show, the Jimmy Palum, the Jimmy Palumbo Average Podcast. I'm not thinking about that renaming, but this is your show number one hundred two now, as you know. We are not no longer doing jersey numbers. We are doing my old stack of baseball cards. I grabbed it, and here we go, Christopher. You do not know this guy, Dave Collins. Six people just drove off the road. Now, Dave Collins, very interesting. 1982 card. The funniest thing about it is on the back it says random. Uh, you know, those of you scoring at home, you know, not on uh, the audio version. It just says on the back. Jerry Remy had a 19-game hitting streak, hitting streak for the Angels in 1978. Like a random. Also, it says in 1978, Jim Palmer became the first eight-game, eight-time 20-game winner in 43 years in the American League. Another random thing. But this is all about Dave Collins. Now, he played with the Yankees for one year, but um, I found his stuff very he's from South Dakota. All right. He played for eight teams. Lifetime batting average, 272. He has 395 stolen bases. I remember in the year the Yankees got him, he was like fast. He was a guy, he let off and he was lightning fast. Um, he had 1,300 hits, so it wasn't like he was, you know, uh, he definitely got some hits in the league. He played with the Angels, Seattle, Cincy, Yankees, Toronto, Oakland, Detroit, Cincy again, and St. Louis. But interesting tidbits in my research. He uh, got the, remember the expand. You know, remember when they do the expansion draft when the new teams came in, which was Seattle. The all the teams have to like let guys that kind of suck say, "All right, you, someone can take these guys." And the Mariners took Dave, uh, took Dave Collins away from the Angels, um, and he was traded for weird guys over the years, guys like Shane Rawley. But he was traded by the Yankees in a huge trade because the Yankees traded him with Fred McGriff who ended up being pretty good, for Tom Dodd and Dale Murray. A shitty trade that was. Um, I always left. He was the first batter for the Seattle Mariners. You can't take that away from the guy. And he also scored the first run for the Seattle Mariners. So, therefore, trivia game. Someday, 40 years from now, someone will score a run or maybe Dave Collins will die or something. And the announcer, we got some trivia coming up between the sixth and the seventh. Who was the Mariners' first at-bat? That answer is Dave Collins. He still has the record with the Blue Jays for most stolen bases in a season, 60. So, listen, the guy coached in the minor leaguers. He's still alive. Had 15 triples one year. And that's it. My boy, Dave Collins. My baseball card right here. Those of you scoring at home. I got to flip it over the right way. Um, And this was definitely a guy who would end up in the spokes. There's no doubt. That's the name of the segment. End up in the spokes. That's the name. I just retired the name the same. All right, Chris. Now, who do you got? 
So real quick, he had more than 1% of his career hits were triples in one season. It's pretty interesting. That's pretty right? interesting. That's his, by far his best season. Okay, yes. so I don't have a guy because I felt like I was going to be a little bit lazy today. No, I'm kidding. I have I have something a little more more in depth. I have two packs of old cards. Oh, and that's what I'm I remember do. those. So right here I got a 1989 score, Major League Baseball. And then this one is a 1990 Tops Major League Baseball with the gum in it. And the Dude, interesting thing about this pack is you have a chance in this pack to win a trip to 1991 spring training. So if we're lucky, we'll we'll be going to 1991 spring training. Oh, I in, love uh, it. You know, do, the to, do the do the Tops one though from 1990 because I to me right. Tops is basically there. We go. Everything else is bullshit. All right, all right. Tops is really what it is. There we go. And we'll, we'll do one pack, and we'll save the next ah. pack for next week because we don't. How's the gum? You gonna try the gum? Or you think I it's don't a little know, stale? bro. It's like a. It, honestly, I feel like you ah, could. I remember that. Could, it's so great. It's like drywall at this point. I might actually I go use it. it to patch a hole in the other. I room. remember, like you would chew it and try to get it going, and then it would be good for about forty seconds. So and then it tastes like cork. We got to send this in to see if we win, and then we'll go. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember these cards, but I'm sure everybody does. Everybody has had these cards. In oh, there. yeah. I remember that. Remember that year oh, 100%. Well. So we got a Mark Davidson. We Mark have a Mark Davidson. Mark Gardner, future star. They were don't wrong about him. that. Ron Oster, Steve Searcy, Carlos Quintana. I have not even heard of one guy yet. A Bill I remember Durant. Carlos Quintana. That Here we got a Met. Know. We got a Jeff Innes. Do you remember Jeff Innes? I, you know what? I think he's a, he, uh, yes, I know that name. I don't know how I suck. Wow, those are shitty guys he's from Decatur, Illinois. All right, oh, Ken Patterson, Tim Burtzis, Vince Coleman. Uh, we finally got a guy that I've heard uh, of. There you go, Devin, Vince Coleman, Devin White, Dwayne Ward, Brian Downing. Oh, I remember you? Brian Downing. He was with the Angels, and I was right. Mike Bilecki. Uh, we have a Cecil SB, and then uh, everybody's favorite. We have a Ron Darling for the Mets fans out there. Ah, Ron, that's it. Well, you know what? That would have been a nice uh, get, Ron Darling, if you were back in 1990. Yeah. That's a, that's a lousy Honestly, pack Honestly, right these, this, this pack cost me more than these cards are worth, and it cost me about 30 cents. So there here we go. go. So those they said all to save those... your old cards. Just not all right. Well, we'll 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 leave that. Uh, we'll call it. Uh, we'll say it's Dave Collins and Ron, a young and Ron, Ron Darling. Darling. Ron Darling. All right. Well, also a shout out to Tim McCarver, who passed away. Uh, great announcer. Him and Jack Buck doing all those, so many of those Jeter games and World Series games. I always thought he was great, even though he was like a Met announcer. I always thought he was great. Yankees came to the Yankees with a cup of coffee. I read a great article about him in the paper about um, him and uh, getting how he got Ralph Kiner motivated and really started to like edge, you know, kick kick like Ralph Kiner in the ass, really, because he realized, but this is Ralph Kiner, a great player, by the way. And McCarver started to pick his brain, and all of a sudden, Kiner got revitalized. And the last 15 years, McCarver and uh, Kiner did great work on the Met broadcast. He passed away. God bless him. I didn't even know he was sick. Um, and that's it. So we will start the show, really. That's a little our baseball card fun. And I got to be honest with you, Chris. It's a very sad day here at Shea. Um, Patreon. Now, I was on a streak. I was hot, bro. I was leading off. Fans were going crazy. Joe Rogan shaking in his boots. Show Ro Joe Rogan was shaking off the catcher. He didn't want to throw the fastball to me. He was like shaking him off, shaking him off. But since then, it has been all Joe Rogan. Um, I am just dying at 24 Patreons. I'm just, you know, I got maybe I ran out of nephews. You know, you know what it is? I'm stuck on Otis Anderson with two T's, giant running back. Um, I'm stuck at 24. I can't believe nobody I, – I can't get a 25. Little R.W. McCorders. So I am Ooh. stuck at 20 – ah, you didn't think I you see that? It perked your interest there. So I gotta, I'm going to solemnly read my veteran Patreons because I feel bad for them. Yeah, you know, listen, I feel bad for them because they want to be on a list of like a 1,000 people. And we're, we were on such a streak. We were smelling it. You know, when you're like, it's like in the NFL when you're six and three, and then you lose four in a row and you're six and seven. And it's like no shot at the playoffs. Um, but here we go. Alex Stetsena, Mary Eileen Riccardi, Michael DeMosi, Colonia Boy, Big George DeMo, my mom, of course, my cousin Joey. I got Rob Pastor out of Rutgers. 
Kappa Sig, James Kanowitz, website guy. Can't get in touch with him. Two beautiful kids. Gotta love him. My nephew, Jimmy Riccardi, who spent way too much at the Super Bowl. He called me afterwards. He was half in a bag, walking around, having a good time. Love that. I told him, look out. You never know. The Chiefs may not go back to the bowl for 20 years. Or like, what if he was a Cowboy fan in 1996 and he was making this kind of money? He would go to all these bowls. I'm like, dude, we're going to go every year. And now Cowboys, who I believe most irrelevant team in all of sports, haven't done shit since 1996. Then you got uh, my other nephew, John Henry Riccardi, out of Los Angeles. Uh, my other nephew, Eric, getting married in Austin. Mike Caprio, cornhole fame. My brother, Frank, CFO. Daryl Clark, out of LSU. Greg Casolino, Colonial Boy. Mike Shecky Lawler. Dave Ben, went to school with him at 16 years. Pat Volkmer, most obnoxious fan of Chop Sports. We all know that. Martin Walsack, another Colonial Boy. Michael Deej, Alphonse from Beer League. Janine Michonne, everything absolute eyewear right there. Robin Achani Barna, or Robin Achani. I don't know what name she uses right now. My cousin, John Henry Palumbo, my partner in crime for Beer League, Greg Alperin, and my nephew, Bobby, coming in at number 24. And that is it from the Omni. We're stuck at 24, bro. Very depressing. I don't know what to do about it. And uh, listen, when the rent is due, I'll know why. But I get the feeling I'm going to go on another comeback. I'm going on a Patreon run very soon. I just feel it in my bones. You know when you're hitting the ball well, but I'm still mired in a slump. It's very depressing. Um, so now make sure everybody listening out there in, in, in interweb world, Instagram and YouTube channels are going on. Please select uh, the Jimmy Palumbo show and Instagram, official Jimmy Palumbo, the Beer League 2 on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Shitter and all that stuff. Uh, click on that. We are still moving towards the March 30th release of Beer League 2 webisodes, I'm going to call them, because it's not a movie, um, but it might be someday. Uh, but we, I just got an email from... Uh, there's a legal issue that is dangling that, that Johnny Trino has to figure out, but it's it the path is there. We just got to get our you know pens together and cross our I, T's and I's and whatever the hell that phrase is, and we are looking good for that. I will be seeing. I didn't see it last week, but this week um, I was assured that I will see the footage for the first time. I'm looking forward to that, um, and it should be fun. All the fans at home. Um, should enjoy that. And this, of course, is the time of the show. Well, we must talk about our longtime sponsor, Absolute Eyewear. That's right. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, down by the train station. Opticians, they got everything over there. Owned by Craig and Johnine Mashaw. Give them a call. 732-326. Eyes. Eyes. Oh, the delay. The delay in that. No, it's like I, was, I was like about to sneeze. Yeah, you just, I still uh, might sneeze. See, and you know that? I, listen, bro, I've been listen. battling this sneeze since we started the show. Okay, I've been, well then sneeze live on the phone because you just don't know the eyes thing. 732-326-3937. Craig and Johnny, um, full-service opticians. They got prescription eyewear, sunglasses, safety glasses, glasses for the kids, contacts. Everything's done on site. Um, they got the, the guy there, the optometrist, whatever the hell his name is. He's there. It's all good. The place is great. They have Ray-Ban Coach. Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Chu, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley's used glasses. Um, no, they have Oakley glasses there. Discounts. If you mention my show, they'll give you a discount. They love them here. They're in business about 18 years. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays. Why? That would be softball. Closed on Sundays. Why? That would be giant football. There you go. That's it. So please go check out Absolute Eyewear, your friend and mine. They're awesome. And the best thing is, when you leave there, Chris, you don't feel like a jerk off. And I can't think of a better. I think that's the best phrase of all time. Um, and they know it. And that's how you feel when you leave there. All right. Let's get to some stuff. I got to talk about this show in Avenel, Chris. Now, last year. We did one show Friday. We sold that little bastard out, right? And then we added Saturday, and we were like 90% sold. So this year, they they signed me on for Friday and Saturday. <laughs> now it's like, wait a minute. Now. I got to sell these off at the same time. 
So I just started promoting l- loudly, but it's going to be a fun show. All my Colonia peeps go on down there. It's great to see everybody. Um, uh, it's a good time. It's a great place to see a show. Great place to see comedy. The bar restaurant attached to the theater. You park the car. You don't have to go anywhere. If that place is too jammed, right across the street is that uh, pizzeria. What is it? Three Brothers? Is that my getting the name right over there? I don't know. I don't you know. know the one in Avenue. Uh, I know the one, but I think it's a different name from what not I used Three to Brothers. Know. What am I thinking of? Sorrento's, uh, is it? No, the... no, no. I, I'm blowing the name. I'll, I have to get that right for next week. They're nice guys over there. Fans of the show, too. Uh, so I apologize. I'll get you back next week. Go check it out. It's a good time. March 10th, Friday night, Saturday night at the Avenel Performing Arts Center. Just Google Avenel Performing Arts Center. The APAC. Here it's Chris. You okay? You're going to move that microphone anymore? You, you want to Relax, play bro. Relax. Why don't you bro. just play the drums? Unbelievable. The disrespect that comes out of Madawan is mind boggling as I'm eight hits away from 3,000. I don't hear, I don't hear a thing. I don't know. Was it, was it that distracting? I, yeah, it was. It's okay though. I, I, I the, uh, the over and under, how many days after I get my 3,000 hit am I going to get cut from Madawan? Come on, bro. <laughs> bro, you it, haven't been it, Jimmy. When was the last time you were? Grab. When was the last time you were in Matawan? What am I gonna go down there for? Same Jersey Boys Pizza, Mike Martin Waltzak, one of my Patreon coming in Jersey. How can I not know that? Because um, the Dave has the Jersey Boys podcast. Um, anyway, so come on down and see the show. All right. Well, let's see. I got a, I got an interesting show today, Chris. We got to talk about a lot of things because last week. Technical issues, which could happen today. I don't know. Um, my Scarlet McKnight's Rutgers basketball. They lost three in a row. I was down on them a little bit. Shitty loss to Nebraska at home. Can't do that. They bounced back with a rough win at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not that good of a team. They scraped by. It was one of those back and forth games. Um, but uh, McConnell was out. Uh, Moat Mag is out for the year. Okay, he missed a half, and we still got to win. And you know what? When you win a Big Ten, Big Ten game on the road, uh, that's a positive. And um, that's it. So there's four games left. Uh, they're right now they're nine and seven in league. I think they have to go two and two, win their home games, they'll get in. But their games are really weird. They play Michigan, and Michigan's not that great this year, but it's still Michigan. And then they got to go on the road at Penn State. And Penn State's one of those teams. They got a couple of guys who shoot threes. If they get hot, we're done. Then away Minnesota. That's a trap game. And then really probably might be a huge game for them uh, at home against Northwestern, who's number two in the league. And that could be uh, an interesting uh, thing there. Northwestern got good all of a sudden. So we'll see. The guys are hurt. They're still playing hard. My biggest complaint about Rutgers basketball is basic. It's called basketball. You have to put the ball in the basket and Rutgers just shoots and the noise off the rim, like the, the guy doing production for the telecast has to lower, like they usually have that mic by the rim. The guy has to lower the knob. Like he can't put it at 11. Okay. He's got to put it at like two. Cause it clang the clang. And when you teach boxing out at Rutgers, they literally got to be like, Hey guys, you got to box out, but like you got to box out like eight feet away. Cause that's how far the ball is clanging off the rim. Makes me crazy. They lead the league in uh, offensive fouls on fast breaks, mind-boggling. And they lead the league in missed dunks by Omen Yuri. I never saw a guy, he's a giant. Uh, it's like me dunking with a little basketball thing on my knees with my nephews. I never missed a dunk. You gotta, you can't miss dunks. That's what they've been doing. Drives me nuts. But I love them. They play tough. Uh, they're a scrappy team. Love the coach. We'll see what happens. Four games to go. My um, my Knickerbockers are back on Friday. Uh, I love watching the Knicks now. Uh, but this is going to be all part of my – I don't have an NFL stinks list, but we'll talk a little bit about the All-Star game. Now, I know, Chris, I don't even have to ask you. I, I know if you don't like the Emmys and the Oscars and the Grammys, what are the odds that you like any All-Star game in any sport? Uh, it's a money on, grab. Jimmy, yeah, it's – to me, it's cool for the players that have not made the All-Star game to go get to experience it. But if we're looking for competition here, look elsewhere. That's all. It's for fun. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's it's guys they're running around. You know, I get it's like a celebration of the league. I get it. But I did, you know, I didn't watch the dunk contest. And then I've seen stuff online. I was like, well, let me let me watch this. Now I could care less about the dunk contest either because 
everybody's 10 feet tall and you should be able to dunk like that. Um, but I, then they said this guy won the Mac, 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 McClung, sorry. And I laughed at this because I watched it and I was like, Ooh, those were actually pretty cool dunks. Even for, for me to say that, that is like going crazy. But the funny thing is the guy, he doesn't even really play in the NBA. He's played four games. You know, he, you know what he looks like? The kid looks like a new guy at Ray Katina Mercedes on Route 1. The guy who, like, shadows the veteran salesman. He's, like, young, kind of, like, yeah, no, he's cut. He's got one of the best high school mixtapes, and I know that that's probably, like, a right. new language yeah. to you, but when when you go to, I, you know, so AAU and colleges, if you type in Mac McClung high school highlights, you're not going to find a better high school highlight reel than you're going to see. Okay, at Mac see, I don't know this. He went to Georgetown. He was good in college, but Georgetown stunk. And he was decent in college, but you see he's okay. a fringe NBA player that's super oh, athletic, can dunk, but he's undersized, so he'll never make it. All I know is he he clearly won the dunk contest. Got to give him credit for that. Good they for signed him. him to a two-way deal uh, oh, four days before the dunk contest just so he could participate. He's uh, probably going to get cut next week. Yeah, but he'll be on, like, shows. on. He'll be on, like... Uh, you know Kelly Kelly Lee whatever. his career earnings career earnings going into the dunk contest was $106,000 he won $100,000 wow. the night of so here oh, you know he, what he Maybe doubled his career a... earnings wow you know what? he'll probably do a podcast now and that'll be yeah. the end of him um, be it. I just found out the government is uh, you know it's weird as part of witness protection programs they're making guys do podcasts so that way nobody knows who they are. Best joke I've said in four weeks, by the way. Um, so, of course, I'm going to have the NBA All-Star Game as stinks. Come on, Chris. You got to laugh a little bit. It's definitely It definitely stinks, and that was a funny joke. <laughs> wow. Look at, I have to now – I have to ask my co-host. God forbid you would just giggle or make any kind of audio noise. So I see a joke friend, and I get silence. My friend, um, my friend is helping me out in the other room painting while I'm doing this podcast. And he made a joke today and I actually laughed out loud and I had to actually say to him, I said, I want you to know how, how like special you should feel because I don't laugh out loud. Right. And I'm, so I'm laughing right now. And he was like, laughing wow. on the end. So in other words, when you come to the Avenel show, where are you going to sit? Front row. Lot. No, you can't. You'll stare at me like an oil painting. I'll be you like know, this. All I do. I'll nod. If it's good, I'll be like. All I you do is catch uh, on my Facebook nod. is 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 ba go back and forth with your dad and and your brother and your mom. Never you, God forbid. The only guy in owns a ch a media network and it's never online. Um, but of course, this uh, Chris Gucci slash All Star Game stinks. Is sponsored by <laughs> CornholeLevel.com. That's right, Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. Go to CornholeLevel.com, Chris. You got to get these things. They're awesome. They hook right on your board. You know, again, we always talk about this. You're the kind of guy that doesn't want to be embarrassed when he has a shitty barbecue and the food food is like getting hot in the sun and there's like shitty potato salad there and the beer's getting warm. You didn't get enough ice. That you'll do. But you will never have a, a cornhole boards in the back will be perfectly level. That would of be course. way too embarrassing. Um, but of course, every, you know, your, your mom would probably provide all the food. It'll be perfect. So uh, like the good barbecue you guys had last year. But go to cornholelevel.com and uh, go check these out. They're $19.95, 20% off when you put in JP Show. And just go check these things out. They're awesome. It's a gag gift, but it really works. You just hook this thing on the hole and move so, the board around. It's funny what you just said about the barbecue. You were right about the barbecue. Shitty food, um, hot, shitty potato salad, not enough ice. And if it wasn't for my mother the food would have been a complete disaster. So spot on. And guess what? Yes. There was a cornhole level setup at the barbecue. So you're right. Spot on. I would not, it's I will it. throw a shitty barbecue. Listen, but there I will get be it. And I, listen, I love your mom. She does everything. Well. That's what moms do. When I was your age, you ready for this? As we speak right now, live on the Jimmy Palumbo show, my mother is currently in surgery, getting her torn meniscus repaired. Well, it's so funny. You brought that up. Uh, well, I wish her well, and I know that could be painful. That surgery. Yes, yes. So no, the 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 best part about it is now that the, finally the pain is over because they make you jump through hoops to get MRIs and insurance says right, you got to right. rehab for a month and see yeah. if that works. And it's That's like crazy. And it's like no, no, no. The doctor said it's torn, and I should probably have surgery. But we're gonna have the the woman that works 
you know, in, in sales at the office she's at saying, no, we're going to wait. I don't get so, it. Either. Can you imagine if the, can you imagine if the NFL did that, you know, you know, uh, and Rogers is down. It looks like a tourney, but he's going to do rehab for the giant game and the jet game all the way through the lions. The insurance game. Then, company we'll is, then we'll find out if the insurance will put the MRI through. Then he has to get blood work done. Right. And then yeah, I just, he might listen, get his surgery Tuesday. It just happened with my daughter last week. She hurt her knee, and they were like, no, no, you don't get MRIs. I'm like, then you don't know. Uh, by the way, x-rays were like, what, from 1805? We've been doing x-rays. Makes me sick. I'm with you on that whole thing. Well, I wish your mom well. My mom is also getting a little procedure done on Friday, and we are hoping that all goes well. My mother's, you know, getting up there in age, and whatever, you always get nervous when anybody uh, is up there in age, gets any kind of little procedure done. But uh, hopefully that'll go well, and she'll be. Uh, My mother will be will it. be folding laundry tonight, probably knowing yeah, her. Cause, so because moms are bad, and with me and you, we'd be like, "Oh my god." My knee, my leg. I would be I'm calling a, my mom to come oh, for sure. help me fold my laundry. There's no Absolutely. question. Absolutely, and I, I, well, that's what you do. Um, but uh, more important news, Chris. So, oh, thanks. I'll let her know. No, not more important. Uh, other <laughs> important news. I didn't say that. I just talked about my mother and her procedure. That, that was, was good. One, that was good. It was good. I did not mean it. My of mom course. can take a punch. She's all. We're no, all good. Put, you know, <laughs> when it comes to that family shit. Um, I know, Jim. Listen, you missed like nine podcasts because of family stuff. Okay, <laughs> we had to we had to have Dave fill in, and he was like six, seven for eight. The um, uh, important news, though, uh, as well. <laughs> uh, I played pickleball because I had my injured ankle for a little bit. And dude, I stink. I'm fat, but I'm not like, I'm not in shape. I'm not like, it's the winter. I'm not outside enough. And I go out there and the first match, I was like playing with this kind of stuck up lady. And uh, I missed, I, I just didn't have a feel for it. I missed a lot of shots. And then one of them on the second match, I played shitty the first match. Shitty was playing shitty, playing with this lady. And I hit one out and she did something you can't do to me. She gave that sigh, you know, that like, like, like as if it was like, oh, this guy stinks. And I was dressed like a jerk off, my sweatpants on, my gray top. I looked like I was getting ready to paint. Everybody else is dolled up and everything. And she sighed at me. And it was like, that was the, that was the biggest mistake. It was like, it was like you, she woke up the beast. I was like, wait a minute. I'm letting a 50 year old lady sigh at me. Johnny Trino's getting sighed at at pickleball. Dude, I was like, all right. Put my head down, bro, and complete Jordan for the next hour and a half. Domination to the point where she said to me, oh, that's weird. Uh, I didn't realize you were that good. <laughs> I said to her, I was like, yeah, because I don't care like you do. But when I do care, there's nobody better than me here. And she goes, there's tons of people that are better than you. I was like, no, no, they're not. <laughs> so even though I love saying things that you can't, uh, um, you can't, can't ever prove. prove. <laughs> it's like, I was like, no, I'm the best player here. I just don't care. I show up. I start bullshitting. Uh, you know, I want to sit. I'm tired. I want to have my coffee or my power a drink that I have. But I start. I played well at the end. So I felt good about myself, but I got to start getting out, man. I haven't, I got sick for 10 days. The ankle was hurt. Like, I Where are you at? Where are you at now? Like 225? I did not weigh myself today. I was going to do it, but I'm guessing I'm probably, no, I'm probably right around 200, right around 200, maybe two, I'm probably a little over 201, maybe 202. So I got now three weeks to get, hopefully I can lose. If I, if I could just back get under the, back under the Mendoza. Yeah. Line. For the, for the show. And I I'll try to do that, but it was frustrating. And you know what? Everybody plays pickleball now. And everybody, like, everyone got, got better. I'm getting worse because I, some people play like 10 times a week. I don't do that. I, I would say that you do have to worry about that as it becomes more popular. And typically what ends up happening is if there's a sport that is fun and popular, athletes start to play it. And then right. it's going to start to be a little bit of an influx into a oh, little bit of a I, younger, better player very soon. I've been, I've been telling the, oh, these 50 year old, 60 year old people that, they're like, no, no, it's a slow game, a dicking game. I'm like, nah, these guys are going to be just like, if you watch Bjorn Borg play, it looks like your DVRs in slow motion compared to the guys now. Court size is the same. The rackets get better. Everything gets better. Strength, you know, everybody's, you get young kids with long reach, uh, but it's a fun game. It's so, I love the social aspect because you get to bust walls. 
um, with people. And it's, it's a great way to uh, get run around instead of, you know, jogging or doing anything like that. But uh, I, I got to make a pickle comeback, which I will when the weather gets better. Uh, I joined up in a league. How creepy is this? I'm in a league now. Okay. Well, you got to get rated. So you have to play at a practice and someone videotapes you to send it into the league to get your ranking. And I think I'm a three, five, but they, someone says I'm a three. I have no idea. So I told my buddy, Dave, who thinks he's, you know, Jimmy Connors. I'm like, dude, when I know the cameras are on, bro, it's going to be, it's going to be prime time. Like I, someone's watching me to rate me. I'm going to go off. I'll dominate. But as soon as I could probably show up, I, I would probably show up and I probably would be the best player there, but I'm also no, you would, you would, years you, younger. You'll never be able to beat me in any racket sport. Do you understand that? Okay. I, we didn't even knew our touch football game. I played deep, let you go all the way downfield and score. You'll have a shitty quarterback. Jimmy, I would I'm literally, gonna, I would literally score every you're single not that play fast. I watch every you play. single play no bro. you wouldn't every no, you single wouldn't. play why don't you read... watch me play why don't you watch read... me play dude i'll read the quarterback's eyes you'll have a shitty quarterback probably dave he'll be slow anyway um... i'll get my brother to play quarterback <laughs> Listen, he was because... maybe a shitty quarterback but he'll definitely get it to me just because um uh, i'm saying uh, dom- dave is texting me now i don't know why you wouldn't catch um, one pass and dave I why would... are you texting me you wouldn't um, catch a single pass, and oh, I, would, I totally and would. I wouldn't. There wouldn't oh, be one. Sure. There wouldn't Stop. be one play. Not even first one all, play where I didn't score all, a touchdown. There wouldn't we'll be one in, play. We'll be there in wouldn't the street. Even be a play. I'll do a down and out right at someone's car. Oh, great catch! Bang off the fender. First down. down and out. Yeah, that's right. Face short, go long. You'll be full. Good pump. I'll get my boy Dave Ben, my QB. I'll have a personal. QB. Jimmy won't even get off the line of scrimmage. Oh, stop. There's no, there's no, there's no, this is touch football. It's not flag football. It's touch I'm football. Go, go, yeah. Well, you, so, you don't think I'm good. You know what? You make the so mistake you, and hit me. I go with the, you know, are you going to, are get, you going to play? You're going to play please. off the you're ball. You're not that fast. I watched you play softball. You're slow. You're oh, not a good, you're, you're, hey. you're, you were good 20 years ago. It's over. We went through this. Now stop slowing the show down. <laughs> what a good the athlete cog. you are. <laughs> no, I didn't um, say I was a good athlete. I said I would. Like in you just brought up oh, football. Yeah. You said we haven't had our football game. It's like, come on. Yeah, I'll dominate. I listen. Come if on. If we if we do Olympic sport, we not Olympic sports. Uh, cut to me and you throw like, shot put. Discus. <laughs> It'll be funny. Uh, if we do like eight or nine sports, I will I will win more than you. How about that? I'll concede some to you. Like I'm talking about like checkers, pool. Like you're you're conceding. You're you're saying you'll you'll concede some to me in football. football. And football is not maybe, one of maybe them. Maybe touch football. Listen, touch football will be competitive. And, uh, um, you know, uh, but still, all the shitty wiffle ball I'm better than. I know I'm better than you. Anyway, listen, I digress. That's why I think Christopher has to go to ChasingMiracles.com. Mm-hmm. I need to, to get my life To beat me together. in any sport, you have to chase miracles. And forget about softball. I won that. I won't even compete with that one. You got to use these hydration water packs. I know you and your girl have uh, dabbled in it. There's over 70 trace minerals that you get put into your water. You take these little things out, drop in your water bottle, give it a shake. Boom. You get all kinds of minerals for your stamina, for overall good health. You got to check this out. ChasingMiracles.com. Get in touch with Tommy and Donna. They're awesome. This stuff is really cool. And uh, I've been taking them right. Matter of fact, I'm going to have her send. She's going to send me more freebies. And uh, I can hold up. I'm out of them now. I didn't leave one to hold up, so I made that mistake. So, Donna, if you're listening, I need to. and you need to send me more. Uh, or maybe I'll just sign up. I could do that for her. Uh, but check these things out. Again, ChasingMiracles.com. It's a cool website. You feel good about your life as well. They're good people. That's what you want to do. So here at Shay, um, uh, we got to talk about Saturday, Saturday night. I, I had a great night Saturday night. I went into the city. I don't go into the city much. Now, I went to my buddy Steve Diddy, who works for the Giants, turned 50. We went to a bar called Hancock Street on 6th Avenue, which is right in the village. And my brother's got an apartment on Thompson and Bleecker, right in the heart of the metropolis, right where the bars and restaurants and where the music in the cafes at night, a revolution in the air. Um, so I go to, the, I, I go to my, the apartment, I drop off my stuff, park the car in the garage, go to my buddy Steve's, got to see his family again. It was great. My buddy Mark, Mark Gagliata, who 
gets mad. I don't mention his name. My buddy, Billy Millivoy, a couple guys didn't show up. James O'Donnell, you're a pussy. Um, so I said that live. Um, and we hung out and then, but while I was walking to this bar to, to see, to see everybody, I see a little kid outside, like a kid, a 20 year old kid outside. And I walk by and it says a comedy show tonight, a comedy shop. So I was like, Oh, I said, well, what is this place? Because oh, we have a comedy, uh, you know, store thing. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Comedy shop. Is that what shows you got? Oh, we got a lot of shows. We got a six, an eight, a ten, a midnight. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So we started talking. I gave him my card. Um, yeah, it turns out he knew somebody I knew, and we're going back and forth. He's like, hey, listen, swing on back when your party's over. Maybe I can get you up. I was like, wow, it's very rare comedy clubs. Everybody's friendly. So he kept on telling me, and I never performed. He was saying like, it's the old lantern. It's where it is. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, it just didn't ring a bell. So I go to this thing. I stay for a couple hours. So I walk back to this comedy place. I walk in and the guy's like, oh, I'm so glad you came. He's like, I want to introduce you to the owner, Eddie. So next thing you know, I'm talking to the owner, Eddie. And he's like, I know you from beer league, Artie, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe it. He knew like Johnny Trino. The guy knew my shit. So he sits me down, have a beer. You want to go up? You want to? I said, all right, man, let me just, let me relax. Let me think about what set I'm going to do. But then the guy who was running the show, Pete, I could tell like the owner was saying, yeah, put Jimmy up, put you, but they have all these things set up, you know, an hour show, nine comedians. And if like one person goes up, you screw everybody up, you know? And I didn't want to be that guy. I've been there where a, a comedian comes in and, because he knows somebody and bumps. It, it, it's just not cool. You know what I mean? So the, I can tell the guy was like, Jimmy, I don't know. Maybe you could do the next show. So I ended up hanging out with uh, with Eddie. And he had a friend there, this woman. And she was pretty, I guess. We start bullshitting. And, uh, I thought that maybe they were dating or something. I didn't know what was going on. And she's drinking a little bit. I'm having some beers. And I could tell she was like, she had been there a while. And she was, and he was like, ah, oh, she comes to a lot of the shows, blah, blah, blah. So, after a while, I finally saying, hey, like, what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? Those stupid questions you ask a stranger, you know? And all of a sudden, she's like, you're one of those comedians that 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 just, it's all about you. Nobody, you don't care about anybody else. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you've only, I'm 10 minutes here, and you, you surmised Jimmy Palumbo in 10 minutes? I said, Eddie did most of the talk, and I didn't even see, you don't know nothing about me. You don't even know, what, what do you know about me that I was over-talking you, you know? And she's like, ah, oh, you're all egotistical. It's all about you, 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 you. So I'm like, and she got nasty with it. I was like, I was about ready to say, like, if we were at a regular bar, I didn't know anybody there. I would have been like, hey, listen, lady, get the fuck out of my, you know, you're a bitch. What are you talking about? And uh, so I ended up just like, all right, you know, then Eddie comes over and he's like, ah, yeah, Jimmy, you're talking to that girl. And I'm like, uh, Eddie, I don't know. Girl's like, she's not nice. She's like, not a nice lady. Next thing you know, she starts laughing at something I said. All of a sudden, she's one of those like mad at you. Then you ever meet someone like that? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell at you. Then I'm gonna be happy going back and forth. And I'm looking at her like this is nuts. Then I noticed she started to like slur her words a little bit, sway in the wind. I'm like, oh. So she's like, oh, I'm gonna go. And, I, and of course, uh, Eddie was like, No, why don't you stay? You'll talk to Jimmy. Like he was setting me up or something like that. And so I'm like, no, that's all right. You go, you should go. You know, I think you've had too much to drink. I was like, okay. so Eddie got up. He goes, Hey, Jimmy, just make sure, just walk her out. Make sure she gets in a cab. Busy, busy. I said, all right. She gets up and she gets nasty with me again. She's like, I, I don't need help to get out. I was like, Hey, listen, the guy Eddie just told me to walk out. I, you know, I, it's right. It's five feet from the door. Dude, she gets up, she puts her jacket on, she puts her scarf on, face plants. <laughs> Boom! Down goes Frazier. Hey, so yes. now I'm like, now I'm like, I yelled out, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because she hit hard, you know. I picked her up, and I said, "Come on, we should, we got to get out of here." Everybody was looking at her, and she she gets up, and she her eyes were going different ways. So I get her outside as we're walking. She goes, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed." And then I felt bad. I'm like, "Ah, don't worry about it. You know, you slipped on the chair. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Let me just get you in a cab. You know, you'll be home in five minutes." So we come outside, and she's still like acting embarrassed. And uh, so I I flag a cab down. And the cab, of course, was right there, right? It was perfect. And then we're waiting. You know, the cab's kind of shimmy over to get us. And I was like, I says, don't be embarrassed. Just go home. Don't worry. But nice meeting you. I feel, let me just get out of this conversation. She goes, I'm not embarrassed. I said, oh, well, you told me you were inside. Uh, she goes, I was embarrassed then, but I'm over it already. I'm not embarrassed. 
and I don't need your help. I was just like, and now the cab driver's hearing me. And I just looked at the guy. I was like, listen, just take this. So you guys, home. so you guys are going out next Saturday, right? Uh, no, not a chance. I was like, get this lady. I go it back. Sounds, go, that sounds fairly normal. Honestly. No, that is not, not for me. I don't need that. No, shit. I know. I'm just are messing around. Honestly, no, I would was, never I, deal with I that. I understand either. her. She was being nasty. Here I am being a nice guy. I go back inside. I say, Eddie, what the, what the hell is that lady from? Next thing you know, Eddie's like, ah, you know, those crazy women. I'm like, no, not like, I, you know, I don't want to deal with that. So we start hanging out and eight o'clock show goes by 10 o'clock. So now he's give, giving me food. I'm drinking. He pulls out some champagne. Now I'm like, Jimmy, man, you're like, you're, you're having a few cocktails here. You know what I mean? So then the midnight show comes and I'm hanging out and the room is really cool. And they're like already set up that Jimmy, we're definitely going to have you on here. And the owner's like, put Jimmy on right now, you know? And I could see the guys like, Jimmy, you know? Then I realized, I don't want to go on now. I got a buzz on. I don't know what material am I going to do. I have to look at my notes. I have to like, I'm not one of those comedians that could just in five seconds go on. I mean, I could, but I was like, you got a buzz on. You don't know. Uh, 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 Joshua's checking in. What's up, Josh? Um, and, uh, you know, it was like Buzz City. And I said, no, but I set it all up. So I'm going to be doing either a show Sunday night or all uh, next week. So I really had a fun time there. Um, and I'd say it was fun to be in that area, Bleecker Street. I mean, I felt like I was a grandfather there, which I guess technically I am. Um, there were so many young kids having a good time, groups, packs of people going into the Red Lion. I ducked into Terra Blues after I got out of the comedy club. And uh, I ended up uh, Christian Joseph. Is that the guy's name I met? That's so funny. Uh, nice kid. And um I went to a blues bar. I was like, this is awesome. Then I realized it was like 1230 at night. I was out of gas. I'm like, I got to go home, you know. So I went back to my brother's apartment, which is a gorgeous little apartment. And uh, I just relaxed. But it was to uh, <clears throat> totally fun to be in the city, you know, on a, on, a, on a Saturday night and to see what the kids are doing, you know. And now I know that I have a comedy room. Maybe I have a, another home base besides Stand Up New York to go do shows. That should be fun. Cut to, cut to, Monday comes along, Christopher, and my daughter wants to go into the city with her friend, they head off of school, President's Day at Shea, and she wants to go to the store, a Glossier, do you know it? G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R. Uh, okay. I would say it's a makeup store. Oh, yeah, good guess. Okay. Now, they had a pop-up one in Brooklyn, okay, and this one just opened up. Yeah, Friday, so it's only three days old, right on Bleecker Street and um, Spring Street, excuse me. And dude, incredible, incredible experience. Um, the um, uh, the whole place, there was a line. I had to wait online. I had to park the car. They got, a, I let them get online. They were already in. I waited online. None of the people in there there was parents. No one was over the age of 16. Not one. Like the, the, the employees were 18 at best. There was a couple of each group of four kids had like a parent, me jerk off walking around there. And I was like, Oh my God. So I walked away. I was like, is this makeup only designed from 13 to 15 year olds? Like this is unbelievable. Oh yeah. Because the TikTok and Instagram and, like, so these stores just pop up. It, 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 most incredible thing. I was like, oh, my God. Um, and I'm walking around and my daughter's in heaven. They were like, it was like being an opening day at Yankee Stadium for them. And I was like, oh, my God. So then we leave there. She bought, you know, maybe about $100 worth of stuff, which wasn't too bad. And then we go to this other place called Soleil de Janeiro. Another, like, pop-up skincare place from tiktok we walk in all dads sitting outside inside same thing 13 to 16 i'm like this is nuts like and they're all like and the parents are coming in with the credit card as i did boom but a boom but a boom and i'm like so while they were in there i went to a, a men's store across the way and the guy's like every day i sit and stare at these two stores because right next door to it was a store called little word project you know what there's those bracelets where you put like love or be kind mm. those little yeah, mini, they mm -hmm. look like mini dice right they charge like 30 dollars for these things it probably costs four cents to make and again packed with 13 to 16 year old kids buying 
something that's going to, you know, be at a garage sale in two years. And the guy's like, I watched this and I'm like, I, it's the most incredible marketing thing. And I, I, either these stores are going to become iconic, you know, like Sears or two years from now, no one's going to remember the name, nothing. And then we ended up, and I've talked about this on the podcast at stone stony clover. Remember that's the, the bag shop and that's owned by who? Yeah. The I owner know, of the Tampa it, Bay Buccaneers in uh, Manchester yes, United. Yes, yes. I walk in there. It's the same thing. Everybody's 13 to 16 years old buying these bags, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, holy shit, what is this crap? And all of a sudden, I hear the lady going through the same spiel. Well, the two sisters, they were in their basement. They started making bags. So I'm sitting next to another dude. And I'm like, I'm listening to this lady go through the spiel. And some dad sitting there, I could tell he was he was a rookie. I was like, ah, I looked at him. I was like, it's really incredible. You know, these two sisters that just built their stores in Miami, New York, the Hamptons, Los Angeles, uh, London, Paris. He's like, I know what unbelievable two young girls uh, started this kind of business and i looked at it, i was like yeah you know i was like pretty cool though that their dad owns the tampa bay buccaneers at manchester united he was like guys a huge soccer fan he goes i know that guy oh he's like a global billionaire i'm like yeah so you know these kids decided to open up a bag store and the father said great let's open up every city in the world and i don't care if you sell four bags it doesn't matter there's no way without that dad uh starting that business not i started you know, thinking like i what? wouldn't say there's no way but they wouldn't be selling bags on whatever in whatever well, on, town on spring street in, in yeah. the village and then i'm saying to myself i don't think the story works you know with the dad being that i'm thinking what if my daughter wanted to do bag oh yeah i say i would say to her okay I'll invent. Why don't we like you want to open up a hot dog stand in like Carteret or Linden or Avenel, maybe right outside the comedy show. And you could sell hot dogs outside my comedy show and I'll buy the Sabret dogs and my mother will buy the sauerkraut. And um, now I'm getting stuff online. Why are you so blurry? I think I look clear as hell. Do I look clear to you? Are you asking me? Chris? It doesn't. It's yeah. not 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 entirely clear as hell. I don't know why. Um, but it's it's been it's been coming and going. It's not it's it's probably an internet issue. Uh, it's probably the interweb, uh, which I can't do a damn thing about. Thank you, Robin, for checking in with me and saying yeah, I look shitty. Um, but my whole life has been blurry. I've been blurry my whole life. So, uh, I feel Bro, like I'm, I'm still bad, I'm, I'm still bad... fighting this sneeze, and it's not like I'm fighting it to uh, not sneeze. I'm trying to sneeze. It won't come out for like an fans, hour. The fans scoring at home want you to sneeze. I want and blows and blow snot all over the screen. So you're blurry. Um, anyway, uh, so I look blurry. Thank God the camera comes up to here. I, I look relatively thin. Um, so uh, what else? Oh, don't forget Pine Tar Bar and Grill in Fork and River, 121 South Main Street. Go check out my buddy's uh, sports bar, 609 489 4286. And also my friend Lisa Ruane, 201-725-1251. If you're struggling with any kind of anxiety or depression, give her a call. She's wonderful. Uh, too many people. I'm reading horrible things about people uh, doing things to themselves that they shouldn't be doing. Go talk to somebody, 201-725-1251, in person or on Zoom. She's awesome. Lisa Ruane, counseling and therapy and all that stuff. Now, uh, I'm sure you're behind on our television watching i am have you, have you been watching last of us have i uh, have i dude, even watched watch. i have not watched one episode yet and it's because bro well, you're, you're busy. what no it's not even that i actually sat down and watched a little bit of shows but i didn't really get to decide it was all murder documentaries and things like that but we tried to watch last of us and for whatever reason um i think i got the the hbo max through hulu live right and okay. it's like a dumbed down version they weren't letting me watch that show I, I had to like pay more and it was a principal thing i was pissed off and then like 10 minutes later i spent 20 dollars on a coffee to get door dashed so i should have just paid for the hbo you, max for the you month. will like listen the show's based on a video game but you know what's great i don't play video games so um, I play like Pong video games and Pac-Man and even that hate it. Well, I wouldn't say it's based off of, they got the concept. I think it was a well, video yeah, game and, first and then they rewrote a story 
with the characters well, and things like and that. This yeah. thing is it's an awesome show. I won't reveal what happens. Something major happens at the end of last episode. You're like, whoa. So it totally got me hooked. Um, and I love it. Also, the show Your Honor. You watch any of that on Showtime? I, I've watched the first season and I love that show. Okay. That second show. season. The second season started, right? Uh, and I gotta be honest with you, and you're gonna feel the same way. I thought the first season really ended like yep. I don't need more. Over. I, that's that's kind of where that's I'm at I with it. And I like when so, shows I like when shows, even though in spite of a, a large fan base, ended anyway. Ended they, anyway. So they started it, right? And I gotta admit, the first three episodes, maybe, I was like, ah oh, man, where are we going with this? Where's the edge? And dude, the last two. Trust me, you will binge this show. <laughs> you, just you got to get through the first two or three though, a little slow. You're like, what's going on here? And this show kind of ended already, and I'm now okay it's that. got that same feel as the first season. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? Very, 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 very cool. I also got involved with 1923, the Yellowstone prequel with Harrison Ford, um, and uh, that just got unbelievably intense. I tell you. Uh, there's a couple of actresses on the show. Um, I wrote a Julia uh, Sh Schlepfer. I don't even know how to pronounce it. S-C-H-L-E-A-E-P-F-O-R. Schlepfer. Um, 27 years old. Blonde. Lights out. Lights out. Gorgeous. And great actress. And there's also the other guy's wife, Isabella May. She plays Elsa. This girl's like 23 years old. I looked them up on IMDb. They don't have that much to their like these young people just coming in, lighting it up on a huge show. It's awesome to watch. But the one who steals the show is this actress name, and I'm blowing the name Amira Amina Nevis. She plays Tiona, this Indian American Indian girl. She gets her ass kicked every episode. Every episode, she's got a bloody eye, broken jaw. She gets her ass kicked. Um, and she she finally gets out, and you think everything's. I'm not blowing anything for anybody, but you know, and uh, all of a sudden something horrible happens to her. But you know, and she obviously has a connection to Yellowstone characters. Uh, this is going to be one pissed off American Indian girl. What happened to her? And but she's free now, and she is. You know, you know when you watch a show and you're like, okay. This girl has been beaten down. It's like, you know, it's like Aaron Rodgers has been shut out through three quarters and it's only six to three. You know, there's going to be a moment where she lights it up. And uh, I look forward to that. This, but her acting is great. Another one hasn't done that much. Uh, just really, really fun to watch. I love watching new faces. Um, maybe someday I'll be on a show and everybody's like, ah, that old guy's great. What the, what the hell has he done? And then you got to go to IMDb and you got to scroll but the problem is no one's going to know the shows I'm on. Like, no one knows Spin City anymore, or, you know. Maybe Navy, NCIS, or Blue Bloods. <laughs> so, you know, I still get those 17-cent residual checks. But I did get a couple of nice checks last week. Came in the mailbox. You got to love that shit. When you're expecting 17 cents, and there's some zeros at the end of it. Jimmy Palumbo getting so involved $17. Here. Good for you. You know, well, maybe a couple more zeros than that. Oh. Here at Shea. Or you get a combo. Yeah, come on, combo. Anyway, that's always fun. But um, the other thing is I watched uh, a really cool documentary. Uh, I don't know if you know this guy, Gordon Lightfoot. You know who that is? I, I bet I do if you, if you elaborate um, a little bit. He wrote, if you could read my mind, I hate to sing it. He wrote Sundown, Carefree mm. Highway. Nope, nope. And Edmund Fitzgerald, that song about the boat. Mm -mm. It's uh, okay. Well, obviously, I thought you were maybe talking about. Um, listen to me. If you heard these songs, I don't want to sing them on the air. If you heard the songs, I would guarantee you'll know. Oh, I know that song. Anyway, I didn't know anything about this guy. He's still alive. He's like 85 years old, still plays shows. And he looks like a character on Game of Thrones now. And uh, I know my friend Robin saying, sing. Um, I'm just not going to sing. Uh, I'll sing another time. <laughs> the wreck of Joe Sinecore, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's right. Um, but this guy's got a crazy career. He's from Canada out of Toronto. And he was like this hot folk star in New York and Toronto and in LA and uh, just a uh, storyteller. Um, he had this whole thing. I love when you watch again, we've talked about this when you watch a documentary and you know, just a little bit, like, hey, I remember that guy. And all of a sudden you watch the documentary and you're like, holy shit. I had no idea. You know what I mean? Um, 
I always get the feeling that's not going to happen with like someone like, you know, 20 years from now. So I'm going to be like, I saw a documentary on this singer called Adele. <laughs> I just feel like, what was it about? Oh, she, she sang and then she broke up with a guy and she got depressed and she lost weight and then uh, she doesn't sing anymore. Um, no, that's me, not her. I just don't know, like, do any of these new stars have any kind of, like, stuff yes. that you do documentary? You think so? Yeah, I, I mean... I don't. Here's here's the thing you you don't, but when we're at a point where these new stars are now old stars and there's nostalgia attached to them and no. the people that are your age are now twenty now, it's gonna be the same deal, bro. It's just that's how like, time always goes. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you think I'm gonna be like, oh, I saw a great documentary on Harry Styles. No, just, no, no, you're not. You're not. But but you're like somehow infatuated with Bing Crosby uh, documentaries. Which are great, by the way. Well, uh, of course, can't. of course, you know. It's, and, and that was well historical, though. You can, First of all, you're comparing Bing Crosby to Adele and Harry Styles? That's like no, saying... No, 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 like no, saying, no, no. I'm making a point. Uh, uh, Ma I'm making Ma a point. Mac McClung and Jordan going at it one-on-one -on -one next but week. But I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that most people, a target audience right now isn't going to give a shit about a Bing Crosby documentary in 20 years. They're not. They're going to care about no, Machine no, Gun Kelly documentary. No, 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 no. First of all, every Christmas, there you go. Every Christmas, you're going to hear on the radio, every mall, still Bing Crosby stuff. First of all. First and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be one of those classic things where it's going to be like, oh, I know that. Oh, the Christmas song. It's The Christmas song that he sings is going to be way more famous than he ever will be. And it already yeah, is. Yeah. Like I'll ask you, I'll ask who sings nah. that song to ask, ask, go to, go call, go to any college and, well, and first say, of all, who's singing right all, now? They'll be like, what? All, who? I don't there, know. There's people that don't know who Led Zeppelin is. That's not the point. I'm talking about a documentary. What yeah. are people going to say? What are you going to say? But, Some young artist I mean, is like, oh, I wrote the song. And then, you know, I know bro, all these hip-hop artists. I've watched, and it'll be I've like, watched and documentaries. I've watched documentaries that are terrible. It's a matter of you're appealing to a set audience when you're making a documentary. So if a guy, if anybody famous has fans and you make a documentary, their fans are going to watch it. Listen, but the, the documentary is going to be eight minutes long. That's what I'm saying. About, and by the way, the because of all these, by the yeah. way, because of these streaming services, there's too many shitty documentaries right now. Matter of fact, I think they should do a documentary on Jimmy Palumbo. What do you think, Chris? Honestly, Maybe, you know, it, it opens up with me slapping a bass hit. At at uh, at at Warren Park. Well, then they would know that it's not right. real. And they then, would be like, yeah, I'd be like then, yeah, we, we we don't we've had enough of the the embellishment. We know then, that Jimmy Palumbo's bass hit days are far behind right. him. And the whole documentary is from the point of view of me, like the cameras, my eyes, watching you drop fly balls when we played that one year, and me just making inner commentary like, hey. That guy, Chris, is way younger than me. And that ball just hit off of every body part. And then he threw it over the second baseman's head. And the guy from second scored. That's going to be the documentary. That's what we're going to have. Or maybe they'll do a documentary on Chop Sports. And the first 25 minutes is a lot about Jimmy Palumbo. And then all of a sudden, I'm out of the documentary just like that. And then they'll be interviewing Janine Michelle yeah, and, and then, Craig. And then where, where was it? You were at like Victory Studios. Be like, he, Jimmy got signed by by Victory Studios. He coming to you live from, where were we? Poughkeepsie. Where were That's you up that? <laughs> I may have to move my studios to Colonia, New Jersey. Maybe, maybe you know what? When they maybe I'll do live from Colonia Pizzeria. I should do my show live from Colonia. I actually Pizzeria. went to Colonia Pizza and it was, and it, I don't think it was the same. Well, I went listen, to Colonia Pizza I, last week, first time in ten years. I I want to wish everybody, of course, tonight's Mardi Gras here at Shea, uh, which I've never been into. I got a bartend. Come check me out over at the Mason Jar Celebrity Bartending Night at the Mason Jar. Jimmy is going to have beads on hand. So. And I, I also, where's my paperwork here? I also, I'm, I would, I don't know. It's Lent starts tomorrow. Can't eat meat. Got to fast tomorrow. And I decided there's a little booklet here, and I decided to make some Lent situations. And I'm going to go back to something I did. A long time ago, and it worked for about five months. Uh, I'm going to try to curse less. I have too much potty mouth. I go to Walgreens. I'm cursing. I say shit, piss. You know all the all the George Carlin words. I'm going to try to curse less. Uh, and my buddy Joe Sinecore, who's listening right now, is probably saying, "Yes, Jimmy." I curse know what less. I'm going to do for Lent. 
I'm also going to try to, uh, you know what, go to bed a little earlier, you know, wake up a little earlier, that kind of thing. A little less booze. I just write less booze. Some people go dry for Lent. That's not happening. And, um, you know, and uh, just uh, focus, stay focused throughout the day on what you got to do to get done. Those are my things for Lent. So I'll check in a couple of weeks, 40 days and 40 nights here, Jay. Um, how well I'm doing with that. Uh, I hate to do stuff specifically like no chocolate or anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't um, do anything for Lent. No, 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 no. I, my life maybe, sucks. You know what? Enough. Maybe I've you been know making some of my sacrifices enough. I'm I'm good. I'm actually going to care less. That's what I'm going to do for Lent. You're going to curse gonna less. Care I'm going to care even less. But you barely care about anything now. I know, bro. This it's beautiful, tough. isn't it? You just got, so, you got like, more room. I have very. Um, you know, there's some no people such say thing as nothing. There's some fans that say I should just give up my podcast for Lent. <laughs> Right, come back, and Jesus has risen up here from the cave from downtown Jerusalem. They talked about it. He said it all year long. He'll come back in three days. And on Monday, after Jesus has risen, Jimmy Palumbo's podcast is back. You know, maybe I gotta wait. You know, maybe it's the resurrection, bro. <laughs> right, but well, you probably inherently curse a lot less, and all the other things that you're trying to improve on in terms of mood and and overall feeling good well that might uh, maybe we just found something uh well yeah maybe that's it maybe we no podcast for lent hey um, hey and i'm already making good on my on my lent where i i said i'd care less and perfect it worked out i care less even less uh, what now first of all no Jimmy, I, that was a, a subtle you, dig which i'm yeah, sure you, you got that, listen listen you in front of that gorgeous brick wall i uh uh the, the, the bottom a couple of couple things I didn't bring up. Number one, well, I always start off Lent stuff and then I just, you know, it goes by the bay. But I'm pretty good at eating the fish on Fridays and stuff. Yeah. Uh, usually I miss one. I'm in the middle of like a bacon cheeseburger and I'm like, shit. Shit. I get it's I gave up cursing. I just said shit. And now I'm eating a bacon cheeseburger on Friday. Um, that's no good. Uh, it was a famous story. I drove down to Florida once with Artie Lang and Michael Deej. I know I've told this story a million times. We ended up driving through the night. We duck into this place around noon and we forgot it was Good Friday. Artie knew it though, piece of shit that he was. And me and Deej order like double bacon cheeseburgers with like like chili, every meat possible thing you could order. And Artie waits till we started eating. And then he goes, ha ha, told you, you guys, it's Good Friday. You're not supposed to eat meat. And me and Deej were so mad at him because I was going to get the... Uh, 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 well, fish and chips now and no, i'm no, like no. But then, See, look, then i get, said you know what i said dude i don't care now I'll, jimmy that's you get on you you get plausible deniability if you forget it's just like oh, oh you can't forget oh. no no no. you forgot and and if there's anybody that knows that you forgot it's god i know but still so, god god i think got mad at Artie because you should have told him online well, you saw them on the bacon cheeseburger so now, I will give up all that. I'll be good with that. And one last thing, one last thing, Christopher, and you're hmm. going to hate me for this, but I'm right. Um, I've been reading the Yankee articles and the baseball articles. I enjoy baseball. And all I know is a lot of Yankee talk, right? And nothing on Giancarlo Stanton. They talk about every player except for Stanton. And I'm like, well, he did lousy at the end of the year. I'll give you that. He never does well after he comes back from an injury. But I'm like, he carried the Yankees for two months, as he always does. So I know it's a six-month season, but, like, this guy is still a threat at the plate. And God forbid, if he has a season where he doesn't get, you know, really hurt like he did last year, throws off his timing. Um, again, I think I think we're going to – he's going to slip under the radar and have another big year. Um well, I, I think that's they don't the best, talk about him. He makes twenty five million dollars. That's a year. the best spot for him. The best spot for him to be in is nobody talking about him because, um, considering the season that he's coming off of, as good as he started, the only thing that they could really be saying about him is bad things and how he's not living up to expectations, et cetera, et cetera. So good spot to be in. They signed big time free agents in the offseason. That's where the buzz is right now. Okay. But once it comes down, if he hits two bombs opening day again, oh, be great. You know, we're all going to be talking now, about him. That, so. Ready? Gun to your head. Judge this season, how does he do? Well, he's not hitting sixty. We'll we'll go get that out of the way. But I think. So, he do you think he'll significantly shit the 40s. bed, or just be just a number? I think he's too. He's too good of a player for that. Outside of an injury, which is obviously right. a, a happen, real potential sure. thing. So if he if he uh, gets six hundred at bat, five hundred and fifty at bats, you he'll be. You, you think he's going to bat over three hundred, or he's going to be lower? I don't know about all that. Okay, 
My, I'm going to make my predictions. Judge is only 285 gonna, with with 45 home runs. I'll take that. I all think day. I was. I think Judge is going to hit 40 home runs and bat 270. And I think everybody's favorite player, Rizzo, will bat under 225 again. So who is going to be the best Yankee hitter this year? If, if you say Stan, I don't know. Just, you know, no, well, it's Stan, going to be Stan's Judge. It's player. going to be. It's going to be Aaron Judge. Yeah, I think Lemayo, Lemayo, uh, that foot. I mean, I'm worried about that. Who are you listen, gonna want? Who are you gonna want up when you need runs driven in? Judge. No, I think Judge is gonna be great, but he's gonna be. I don't think he's batting like he had last year. I think everything's gonna be down. Judge, he's a good fielder too. Good arm. Uh, I'm not. I have no, I have no problem with Judge. Um, I just don't. I think he's gonna bat 270 in today's game. 270, 45 home runs. You make, you make 30, 40 million dollars a year. That's how it works. All right, kids, show number 102 in the books here at Shea. Happy Lent. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Ash Wednesday. Are you going to take Ashley to Ash Wednesday? No. Um, okay. That's uh, that's that's the extent of my uh, of my trying Your to Ash get Wednesday joke. My Ash Wednesday. Not a joke. I'll be there. I'm a guy, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm as practicing Catholic I'll- as good as it could be. Make sure you Google Dave Collins and uh and that's it. Chris, I'll see you next week. Thanks All for right, doing buddy. the show. And of course. Uh, I'll see everybody next week with a video. Where have you been?